Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today's episode is based on a question that a client asked me. And the question was, she was thinking about her content and like speaking to a new audience. And what she asked was, should I be telling people my expertise and why they should coach with me? And this episode is the answer to that question, because I know that you are probably wondering this too. When do I tell people? When like, do they need to hear my qualifications? Do they need to hear why I can help them? And sometimes that bothers you and then feels like something you need to like figure out how to put into your content. And so today's episode is an answer to that question. So the very simple answer is mm, sort of no. <laughs> we never really need to tell someone we're ex- an expert. So let, let me just paint this picture for you. I want you to imagine that you are at a networking event. Now, I'm saying that specifically because you're not with a friend. You're not in a you're not with a family member, right? You are in a networking event where you have your I'm a coach jacket on, right? Instead of a hat, it's a jacket. I know, I'm clever. <laughs> so you're at a networking event, you've put on your like I'm a coach. You have those thoughts, you're thinking about like this is the stuff I help people with. I am an expert. I know what I'm doing. They should definitely hire me and work with me. If they want these kinds of results, we can do it. And then you get into a conversation with someone. So maybe they say something and you ask them a question about it, right? They might say, oh, you know what? I have actually always wanted to um, start a side business. And I just, you know, I just feel so busy. And maybe that's your expertise, right? Maybe you help think people start new things. Maybe you help them go after stuff that they have been too afraid to do. And so in that scenario, right, like they tell you that thing because they heard you say something and then you ask them questions about that and it helps them reveal them their own self to themselves. And at some point in the conversation, they say, oh my gosh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've realized things that I didn't realize when I was just thinking alone in my own head. And I see more clearly what to do next. And I see how continuing to have these conversations would help me actually do this thing I want to do. Right? So now let's let's stop that little fast forward in our mind imagination thing. And let's just look at that scenario. Because what happened was that you went into it as a coach who was listening and asking questions and letting the other person talk and explore. And because they were just in it, they already felt the impact of working with you. But, right, and so it's like there was never a moment in there where you had to say, I'm a coach, or you probably have already said that, where you had to like say, I'm certified and I'm trained and this is how many hours of experience I have and here's how many paid clients I've worked with and here's my like, you know, qualifications for why I'm amazing and here's all the results my clients have received and gotten them for themselves. No, 
That's not a real thing, right? Because that they didn't care. And this comes down to the basis of what you have to keep in mind when you're selling in your business, even marketing, marketing and selling. And it's that people don't actually care about you. I know. I'll say it again and just give you some pause. <laughs> people don't care about you. They don't care where you got certified. They don't care if you're certified. They actually don't even care how many clients you've worked with. What do they care about? It's how it, rela- how it relates to them. Can you help me? Do you understand me? Do I like you and want to be around you? <laughs> right? It's all about them. And that's something that we have to keep reminding ourselves because our brain makes it about us. And then inside of that brain experience, our brain forgets that their brain is doing the same thing, right? Their brain is only caring about them. And so when someone like feels connected to what you're talking about, they don't need to know if you're an expert. They don't need to know, right? They don't need any justifications of it because they've already gotten a taste of, I like her, like the stuff she says resonates with me. And like, I already see how she can help me. That's all it takes for someone to want to hire you. Now, let's imagine that that's in digital form, right? Because when we're in person, we have a lot more benefits, right? It's a lot easier because you can have a back and forth conversation with someone. You can say fewer words. That's why in-person networking is probably <laughs> the, uh, the strongest way to sign clients because the skill you're building is saying less, Whereas when you're in digital form, the skill you're building is actually still saying less, but it's saying less in a very directed to what you already know they're thinking kind of way. So when you're in person, you don't have to know what they're thinking. You can just ask simple questions and they'll tell you what they're thinking. But when you create content online, you have to to some extent get in their mind and then speak to it and take away all the other fluff. So online, if we ask the same question of, you know, do I need to tell people I'm an expert and then like how I can help them? I think the answer is a little bit yes, but it's still mostly no. Because what this looks like differently is staying focused in your writing or your your verbal content on what do they want? What do they want? And it's lots of things, right? I was thinking about this... I was thinking about this today while I was walking up the stairs. I don't know. That's random. But I was. And I was thinking about how, like, sometimes I see you guys get really caught up on, like, this result you sell. This this thing I help people get as though it's one thing. But I was thinking about how it's like if someone helps their clients lose 20 pounds, there is so much more that the person who hires the coach wants than just to lose 20 pounds. They want so much more. Now, yes, they want to lose 20 pounds. That's what pulled them into you. But they probably also want other things. Like they want to learn how to be around food and not feel the compulsion to eat it until it's finished. They want to be able to uh, feel good in their body. And they might not know what that means yet. But right, you as a coach might say, you know what? They want that skill of stopping when they're satisfied so that they don't feel the discomfort of too much food. 
They want the skill of identifying foods that don't feel good in their body and then stopping eating them, even though they like them, right? Because they don't like the side effect. So the reason they hire you is for a bigger goal, but then there's all the little things that they also want. And so when we think about, now you might think I'm an expert on that, right? You just heard me say that, but I'm right. Like all I am is an expert on the human mind and how we think. And so when you talk like that and whatever your version of is it, to be clear, don't try and be me, don't use my words, but you're already an expert at something. And so when you speak to your person about it and you help them understand what they want and you help them understand why they don't have it yet, and maybe you help them have like one little thing they can do to um, like get closer to it, like just thinking about like a piece of content that talked about, you know, you want to feel good in your body, but you're not really sure what that means. <laughs> Here are two things that you could do and start to pay attention to that can help you start feeling good in your body right away. One of them is like watching when you're satisfied and the other one is paying attention to foods that don't feel good in your tummy. I actually, because I do this, I've created these whole conversations with myself where I'm like, yeah, no, I like that, but I do not like how it feels. And I like, I make sure to build this whole like conversation in my mind against foods because I'm teaching my brain how to not eat things that don't feel good in my body, right? So it's like that can become your piece of content. And when you speak to them like that, and when they read it and they're like, oh my gosh, she knows me. They never needed to know if you're certified. They never needed to know that you yourself lost 20 pounds and have kept it off for years. They never need to know uh, what school you went or the results your clients got. They don't need to know any of it because they read what you wrote directly to them And it spoke to them and what they are thinking about and what they're confused about and the things that they are like so frustrated with. And they already knew you're an expert. So sometimes we're going to weave it in. But most of the time, we don't need to tell someone we're an expert because when we believe we are an expert, when that is just soaking on the inside of us, it comes out naturally. And so if you don't feel like an expert, the solution isn't to try and tell other people you are, because this is, I mean, that is one something you want to look out for is, right? There's like these little like subtle things our brain will do where it's like, well, if I don't feel like an expert on the inside, then it seems like the right solution would be to tell other people I'm an expert. That way they will think I'm an expert. But really, right, when we catch that little like anomaly, that really that that strange thing we're doing we want to then look at like oh I was thinking I needed to tell them and I was an expert because I was trying to make myself feel like an expert rather than starting from why am I an expert what am I an expert on and maybe we have to take the word expert out entirely right because some words trigger our brains and then we have to like do a bunch of work versus just like okay maybe I don't use that word at all what am I really good at what can I help them with? What am I like, what would, what could I teach them or help them with that would change how they experience life that they want? And you want to build that from the inside of you. And then you hold that in you. And what I mean by hold that in you is your brain's going to forget. 
It's going to think about other stuff. It's going to be like, oh, pretty snow. Oh, look, a school delay. Oh, look, vacation. The brain will get distracted and it'll try and like wander off and think about other things. But when I say you're going to hold your belief in yourself, it just means that when you realize you're not feeling like an expert at what you do, you're just going to come back and remember why you are. There's going to be thoughts that you revisit, ways of feeling about yourself and what you sell that you're just going to re-access. You already believe them. You're not trying to like lie to yourself or like hype yourself up. You're just going to remember why you're already great at this. And you're going to hold that feeling and that sense of self. And you're going to let it like ooze out. Okay, that is not a great visual. (laughs) You're going to let it. Oh, I'm thinking of like mist from that little thing you turn on. Mm, I don't know what that's called either. Dehumidifier? Humidifier? But you're going to let your expertise just like float out of you. And it naturally happens when you hold it inside of you. Then it naturally comes out in the words you use to your people. But if you are thinking that you're not an expert and you need to try and do it like someone else and they're going to do it right and I have to figure out the right way, you're going to feel so much pressure and like cramped constraint that you won't relax into your own expertise and let your creativity flow out. So now let's look at where might you want to, right? Like I do actually talk about my expertise and I think it's a good sales method, but You always have to do it from that sense of like, I already know I'm an expert, that confidence, that self, that sense of self, really. And so areas I might put this is like on my website, on my about page, I share my story. Now, I haven't updated it in a long time. So it's like my story from the beginning of my business. But I mean, it's probably it's like a pretty cool story. And so I share about my journey right? Because I want people to relate and I want them to see themselves in my story. So even though it's my story, I'm saying it in a way that's going to inspire the person reading it. I'm still saying it in a way where I'm thinking about them and what they want and how it will help them connect to me. So the other time is I, I often do put it in my content. So (laughs) but it's not because I'm trying to I guess that's that's the caveat there although sometimes right like but it's like it just flows out I'm thinking about in the podcast where it's like sometimes I talk about my first hundred thousand dollar year and it's not because I'm telling it you because I want you guys to think I'm an expert and I just like know so much it's like I'm so experienced at it that I'm thinking about my person and their desire to like hit that first hundred k And I'm remembering back to it and I'm like shaping and creating content that fits into it. And sometimes, right, sometimes our journeys and our stories inspire people with what they can do too. So when I share my expertise, my experience, my impressive numbers, it's it's not from the energy of I need them to know I'm an expert. It's rather from an energy of Like, I want this to inspire them. I want them to see what's possible too. I want them to know, because I think about this a lot with that first 100K. Um, I want them to know that you're going to feel so much doubt and uncertainty the whole way. And that that doesn't mean that it's not working. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to hit the goal. But that's just part of the experience. 
right? So it's coming more from this like loving space of like giving them the idea of possibility and what they're capable of and like normalizing the journey. And the side effect is just that they're like, oh, she's done that before. I think about that with all the amazing things I've done. It's like they don't necessarily make me an expert at anything. They just show what I have been exposed to and what my my realm of thinking is, really. And if someone likes that, that's part of the reason they're going to come in close to you and want to work with you. And other people are going to hear it and they're going to be like, Ugh, I don't want that at all. <laughs> and that's okay, right? Both types of people get to exist. So if we pull this back around to the beginning question, should I be telling people my expertise and why they should hire me? And the answer is kind of but not from an energy of, I want them to know I'm an expert, right? That's almost like a fear insecure, but rather from the energy of like, I already know I am. I've filled me up with why I'm an expert. And now, right, the only reasons that I'm thinking about how I can communicate this to them is because I want them to know it's possible. I want to normalize that journey for them. I want to use it to help create content that speaks very directly to them. Because at the end of the day, why does someone hire us? Why does someone come in close? It's not because of us, right? It's, I mean, kind of. But it's because they see something they want. They want a result. They want a certain way of doing it. They have a way they want to feel. And they just happen to like you. And you speak to what they want. But ultimately, it's all about them. It's what they want. And we have to then build ourselves where we're not looking for their validation. We're not trying to like get something from them, but instead just being in our own bubble, letting people come to us when it's a great fit and like calling them into us. And if it's not a good fit, that being okay too. Okay. That's it for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. If your one-on-one coaching offer needs a revamp or built for the first time, I've created a seven-part mini course to help you. You'll nail down who you help, with what, do market research to make sure people actually want to buy it, decide the length of your offer, your price, and even your process to deliver on your offer. Best of all, this mini course is free. Your offer is not what makes you money in your coaching business. It's your beautiful and creative mind. Your offer though, focuses your attention and builds your confidence selling something you know you can deliver on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. I'll see you over there.